0: I've got one client up in Brisbane that just develops within the 5 to 10 kilometer radius of Brisbane and you know sometimes you know developing can be very hard people don't make money from it but he's got it down to a science and he does it phenomenally well so you know there's many ways to skin a cat in property investing.
1: This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shum and in this episode, we're back with Michael Shah, owner of Mortgage Channel. From impulsive decisions and cupboard offices to the unexpected cities he's putting his mark on, he shares the details that have secured him over 7% rental yields. He also explains the one area of investing that he always finds difficult and what's next on his list of dreams. Shah is keeping his eyes on the market looking out for an amazing deal that will help him find his dream principal place of residence. While he's not likely to turn down any good investments that come his way. His main driver at the moment is the home he can move his family into. Luckily, he's not feeling that sense of urgency which has gotten him into trouble before.
0: One of my worst deals I bought funnily enough was my 10th property and why it was the worst because I just so wanted to hit this double digit. It was like this magical number for me so I literally just bought any property off the street (laughs) and it was like you know, this was going back on 2014 and 2015 it was in Woodridge, I paid 373,000 for this fully renovated high set. And the amount of issues that I have had with this property, like even the bathtub wasn't plumbed in, like you would turn on the tap and the water would just go out from the bath and we didn't even know. I've spent close to 50, 70,000 just into that property. And the main reason why it was bad was because I rushed it, I just really wanted to hit this goal. Whereas now, we're not desperately needing to buy a property but if it's a really good deal, then yeah, we'll uh, make it happen. So, that's also made that our deals are a lot better now as opposed to kind of rush for it.
1: It's important to remember that if somebody's trying to pressure you into making a deal, no matter how desperate you may feel, that deal might not be the best one for you.
0: It's so hard when you first start because you know, you see the market getting away particularly even say for instance in Logan like prices are literally going up $10,000 a week. Um, and it's just you and feel that oh, if you don't buy this one, there will never be another one. And I certainly felt that when I was building my property portfolio, what helped me overcome that was actually through the mortgage broking business. So every single week I see deals across my desk and every single week there are properties that I think are freaking amazing and that, that I would buy myself. So that's kind of sated that desperation to then be needing to buy last week because if there was no good deals, then we probably won't be in business anyway. So, that's made me realize that a deal of a lifetime comes around once a week.
1: Over the last couple of years, finding the principal place of residence has been a hot topic in the Shah household. It's such a big discussion that's bigger than Shah's office but then again, that isn't hard.
0: There were times when the property price wasn't going up, then there's a lot more pressure from the spouse to stop doing what I'm doing. (laughs) And then just by I mean, you know, in saying that even to this day, we are quite frugal in terms of where we are. We are living in a two bedroom townhouse. Uh, it's nothing flash by any means. Um, the office that I work from, the joke between the brokers is actually I am um, working a cupboard, like literally a cupboard. So it's a walk in wardrobe that we've knocked out. And it's about 1.5 by 1.5 meters. And I work from home. <laughs> and, then, and my own wife, you know, she will just slide the lunch underneath the um, curtains every day.
1: <laughs>
0: and I just stay in this cubicle writing loans. So, you know, by that, uh, it's nothing flash and we paid our dues. But when we do buy that PPOR, you know, I'll, um, I'll um, come back to you when we've got a good answer on that. Um, I think when the market is right, you you know, um, I mean, people say, oh, Sydney goes up forever, but there has been times over the last five, seven years where Sydney has dipped and it hasn't been crazy. Like I'm not waiting for the market to crash to buy, but at least it's not silly. It's not, you know, you're going to an auction for a property price of a million and it goes for 1.5. Like I just can't bring myself to buy in that market. So I think just wait and see. Uh, But I think people will know when it's the right time uh, for them, you know, and it depends on your circumstances. It's lucky that my wife is understanding um, but there will be other times when you know like now our second is coming in April so very shortly so there is definitely more pressure now. So yeah, I'll, uh, I'll um, let you know.
1: As a big believer in a happy wife, happy life philosophy, he sees buying your principal place of residence as a lifestyle decision more than a timing decision.
0: If it's purely financial and you're looking to make money from that transaction, then I guess you just need to do your own research and decide whether buying in Sydney in 2022 is the right call or not. Or maybe you look elsewhere and think that, oh, okay, maybe those areas gives you better numbers. I am a believer of delayed gratification. Um, You know, you pay your dues. Um, I believe that everyone has to sacrifice at one point in their life, whether you sacrifice when you're a little bit younger and you're, later years a little bit easier or in some instances you sacrifice when you're, you know, much later in life and then, you know, there's not that many options. So, uh, that's kind of what I'm adhering to is pay your dues now and then later in life, you're going to then have a lot more options and choices.
1: The properties he owns are scattered up and down New South Wales coast but his latest ventures couldn't be further from home.
0: We've got ten properties in New South Wales, and that's spread between Sydney, Newcastle, and then also Coffs Harbour. Um, And our recent purchases have actually been in Perth. So I guess that kind of follows on. I mean, the main question that I get when I speak to clients is where should I buy? So I guess, you know, um, if it was me in 2022, looking at where the numbers are, I would look towards Perth. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of reasons for that. Um, Brisbane's had an amazing run in the last 12 months. Uh, it's hard to buy properties in terms of what we were buying them for to what they are now, but in saying that if I had no holdings in Brisbane, I would not hesitate to buy in Brisbane in the grand scheme of things, you know, for five, 600,000, you can still buy within 30 kilometers of the CBD. And if you hold that until 2032 until the Olympics, I'm sure you'll do very well out of that but in terms of every purchase that we're buying brisbane now we're getting reamed by land tax so it 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 doesn't make sense there so looking at kind of where the other numbers make sense if we looked at australia holistically Sydney and melbourne have had great runs over the last couple of years hard to buy into those markets brisbane and adelaide have followed each other in that sense adelaide's done very very well too hobart's been an amazing performer for the last couple of years so that's out of the picture And Perth is starting to recover. Um, Perth at the moment now feels like what Brisbane was like about 12 months ago. Um, It's starting to bubble along um, to kind of also to put it into context for about five years, the most loans that we did for property investors was by far and away Brisbane. But in the last three months that started to change uh, and we're doing a lot more purchases in Perth on Friday, the Friday that just passed, on that one day we had five properties settle in perth so a lot of investors now moving towards that and yeah i mean you look at where it is on the property cycle in the grand scheme of things prices hasn't moved for about 13 14 years before perth vacancy rates was always an issue uh, whereas now vacancy rates across perth is like less than one percent it's amazing <clears throat> rental yield my first purchase in Perth, we picked up for 311000 and it rents for four hundred and fifty per week. So that's more than 7%. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of those things are pointing towards Perth, but even just looking at yesterday and kind of speaking to other investors on the ground, it is definitely starting to pick up the amount of competition. Everything that's going on, Perth is starting to get busier by the week, and I think when the borders open up in Perth, it's just going to even be a little bit harder to buy there. So, yeah. <music>
1: He finds the technical knowledge of property investing to be pretty straightforward such as working out rental yields and the overall buying process. However, there's one aspect that's anything but cut and dry.
0: But it's the emotional side of things that's a lot harder. Um, Like I've had clients where you're so set on buying a property, you think you buy that property and it's going to be your ticket to financial freedom. And for one reason or another, maybe someone else offered a little bit more, or when you do the building and pester turned out to be really bad. It's those emotional roller coaster letdowns that are so hard to get over. And what helps you get through that are those mindset, are those property books. So when people ask me, it's like, okay, when they want to get into property investing, the books that they want to read are the property investment books. And yes, they do help you with the technical knowledge. And that's very important for when you start out. But the books that actually help you the most are the mindset books. And these are the books that actually Rolf geared me a little bit towards. So to answer your question in terms of books, I think that technical knowledge in terms of property investing in Australia, there's one book by Jane Summers. Um, I think it's called More Wealth from residential property investing in Australia. And that book is phenomenal. That book was written 20, 30 years ago. It talks about Sydney being unaffordable at 300,000. And it talks through the mechanics of buy and hold property investing in Australia and the theories behind it. So uh, I read that book again last year. And even though the price brackets are different, it's as true today as what it was back then.
1: He admits that some of the advice in the book is a bit dated but its overall premise holds up very well.
0: She does in the books advise to pay off your PPOR which I think is a little bit different now. I mean it's a lot harder to pay off a $2 million PPR before you start investing but if you skip past that, the overall theory of buy and hold, she breaks it down very, very well so I'm a big fan of that book. In terms of technical knowledge, I think other good resources for that is property chat. And obviously, Property investor podcast, um, that's always, you know, my go to recommended podcast. And mainly just because you hear so many different stories. Um, I believe there's many ways to skin a cat in property investing. You know, um, yes, I do buy and hold, I do some renovation, but I've come across so many clients that use other strategies. They specialize in that one strategy and they just do it phenomenally well. I've got one client up in Brisbane that just develops within the five to ten kilometer radius of Brisbane. And, you know, sometimes, you know, developing can be very hard. People don't make money from it. But he's got it down to a science and he does it phenomenally well. So, you know, there's many ways to skin a cat in property investing. So I think listening to other people's journeys through your podcast, you take key bits from each story and then you distill that and then compare it to your own journey because everyone's experiences, knowledge, risk profiles are different. So I think when you take from everyone's stories, then you can then formulate that for yourself. Technical side of things, I'll just quickly touch on in terms of the emotional and kind of the self-development books. Uh, there's one book that I highly recommend and that's called Slight Edge. Um, I don't know. Have you come across or a-
1: Oh, I've read it. Jeff Olsen. I love it. And I've, I've listened I've listened to it multiple times and that was actually through your recommendation when we've had a chat multiple times ago and every time I listen to it, I probably should let you say it.
0: Background of the book for the listeners, uh, Jeff Olsen goes and studies a whole bunch of people um, and sees you know what are the differences between people that are very, very successful to the people that aren't very successful and you know what are their habits, what are the things that they do that shape them. And he kind of boils it down to the two words of slight edge and i won't spill too much about the book but essentially what it is is it's your everyday small actions that you do that shape in terms of your success so in terms of success it's not one thing that you instantly do that you become ultra successful and kind of to reflect back in terms of the gym it's not one session that you do and you come back with a six-pack. But it's if you do something consistently, do it every work, every day, do it well for the next 6 to 12 months, over time, those small incremental sessions will then give you that result at the end. And the book just breaks it down in many, many examples and it's very easy to understand. And similar to yourself, I remember when I was driving on the Gold Coast, you know, going between... Rolf's office and also my Airbnb, I just had that CD on repeat for like a year. And I think it just ingrains you in terms of what you need to do to then be successful. So, that book I highly recommend. And then there's some other ones, you know, like there's one other book called Personality Plus. um, And it just talks about people's personalities. You may think it's not related to property investing, but in terms of me working with people, dealing with agents, knowing people's personalities... That book has helped me immensely. So if you're negotiating with an agent, if you know what their personality is and what kind of triggers um, their emotions or their decision-making process, then your negotiation game will be a lot better. So uh, Personality Plus will be another one. And then, yeah, there's just a whole bunch of classics like, you know, um, uh, Seven Habits of Successful People, Think and Grown Rich. There's a lot of these self-help books and I recommend everyone to just go kind of into that category uh, when you're looking at books and just kind of picking through them. But if I had to give two books, I would definitely say Slight Edge and then also Personality Plus.
1: Coming up after the break, he reveals what he would tell his much younger self if he could.
0: If I said to myself when I first started and say, hey, Michael, in 9 to 10 years time, you would be at 39 properties, I'll tell you freaking go away, just get out. Like, there's there's no chance.
1: He recognizes the advantages he's had that have helped him along the way.
0: I was lucky enough to catch the back end of the Sydney wave. Um, I was lucky enough to experience that in Newcastle. Um, be around APRA when the lending was a little bit easier.
1: He explains the mistakes he sees people make that he wishes he didn't see.
0: Maybe they had a bad experience with an agent or maybe they spoke to a friend that dished property investing and then after that, they don't really look into it.
1: And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. Five months later, the development was refinanced, and we received our funds back with interest. Yes, there are amazing opportunities in the property market like this one. So, do you want to get a better return with lower risk on your money? Then register your interest by visiting propertyinvestory.com. Shah is a man with no regrets, and if he had the chance to go back 10 years there's nothing he would do differently. However, that isn't the case for further back in his past.
0: If I go back to the 10 years prior to that, it's almost like how much more time do we have? (laughs) Uh, But I won't go into that but to answer your question, I would say uh, one would be to dream bigger and you know like uh, some of the listeners may say, oh you know, um, uh, sitting on 39 properties, that's great but I can tell you too as I was growing that property portfolio, looking to build my mortgage broking business, it just felt that it couldn't happen fast enough. Um, and then also that in terms of, you know, getting a little bit impatient, um, trying to hit certain goals and overall in terms of where I am and I've kind of, you know, um, you want to think of what the possibilities are. Overall, I think that I haven't dreamt big enough in terms of actually what's possible. Because if I said to myself when I first started and say, hey, Michael, in nine to 10 years time, you would be at 39 properties, I'll tell you freaking go away, just get out. Like there's there's no chance. I was happy with, you know, um, when I was at my second property, I would have been happy with five or six properties. Um, so to be where I am now, I would have told that Michael, when I was sitting on those two properties to dream a little bit bigger now, over time, yes, that dream has grown, but it is something that I'm continually still exercising myself in terms of, oh, okay, maybe there is more. And then there's bigger things out there in the times that I do get a buzz is when I speak to other people that are going down this same journey, um, and they have even bigger goals. Um, and You know, to give you an example of that, and we touched on Stephen Ryan earlier, actually, uh, where Stephen Ryan, me and him started mortgage broking together. He quit broking after two years, went to travel the world and now um, runs a very successful um, YouTube channel. And his goals are wild. It's like literally to meet Elon Musk. Uh, So he's devised this whole thing where he's going to now uproot, move to the US. He's going to get enough coverage through his YouTube channel to then go and then interview and then meet Elon Musk who his channel is basically on Tesla. So, you know, kind of big world dreams like that. And I think that we're only on this earth once. And if I see other people, it's most people's dreams and goals are not that big or because of everything that's happened in their life, they've made their dreams and goals match that. And it's so easy to do. And you know, I'm a, um i'm guilty of that too particularly early on uh, rolf used to say hey michael you need to increase your income and i used to get very defensive and i'll be like well work only gives me two percent how long can i increase it beyond eighty thousand? and almost argue back at him <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know like i have the same conversation with some of my clients now i'm like look you i'm need to increase your income and they say the same things and I can completely understand where they're coming from but it is hard and um, but once you get into that thinking in their mindset, it's almost there's just so many opportunities out there.
1: His main property related goal for the future is to find his dream principal place of residence which aligns perfectly with his personal goals.
0: I would say kind of the big burning goal at the moment is a nice PPR. And every year that passes, that PPOR, the vision of it gets a little bit nicer. (laughs) And um, and, I mean, ultimately, it is to spend more time with the family. And I think I share a common goal with a lot of people out there. It's um, our second is due in April. And our first uh, girl, Zoe, is already 18 months. And I've just watched her grow so quickly in front of my eyes. And if you look back on the 18 months, it's almost like, Frick, where has our baby gone?
1: <laughs> I can tell you from experience, my kids are uh, 7 and 5, and I go, what has happened to my 7 to 8 years?
0: <laughs> I want to set up things in a way uh, through the business, through property investing, that I can be there with my children um, and to see them uh, grow up. I'm lucky in the sense that I can work from home, so that helps things. Um, but also, you know, I do want to be able to take them on holidays when we can, when COVID finishes, uh, to travel the world, experience things together. So, um, you know, uh, so that's kind of the next phase of life, what I'm aiming towards. Nice PPOR to then, we, we have spent all of our time at home. So I think that's very important to be there with uh, the kids, to grow the family, to spend time with them. Um, you know like is i'll be brutally honest is a 40th property going to give me that much more joy than the ninth? <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i mean when i sign that contract and you know you bought a good deal and you made you know 10 percent on the way in it does give you a bit of a buzz on that day but it fades out very quickly but um being able to um you know be the only dad at my daughter's swimming class and to be able to take her there i think for the next journey of our life that will be the most important thing i'm lucky in that sense that joe gets to stay at home a bit more and then spend time with the kids but because i'm so busy too you know with property investing um mortgage broking sometimes it's you know like i might not spend quality time with zoe for a week And already, she's doing different things to last week. So, I definitely want to be able to kind of experience all of that. So, yeah.
1: Well, you shared an amazing, amazing story, Michael. And thank you so much for doing that. I guess the last question I usually ask the the guest is how much of your success has been due to skill, intelligence and hard work and how much of it has because of luck?
0: I mean, don't get me wrong. I think luck is definitely an element. Um, You know, I was lucky enough to catch the back end of the Sydney wave. Um, I was lucky enough to experience that in Newcastle, um, be around APRA when the lending was a little bit easier now to catch uh, Brisbane. So don't get me wrong. um, Luck has been an absolute key factor in it, but I've had seen so many other people start their journey after me or start their journey during the same time as me. And, you know, Whether they get lucky or not, it it hasn't really affected the results as much. I think the key in all of that that you said, I would have to say, is hard work. Um, We can go on, you know, for a lot longer in terms of the specifics that I think that affects someone's journey, Um, but I think a lot of it is hard work because a lot of the time it won't be glamorous, Uh, property investing won't be easy, But if you're willing to push through that to continually show up, then over the long run, kind of the slight edge concepts, you will do well. I'll give you a story around this. Um, In terms of clients, I've met many, many clients. And I can tell you that in terms of what they earn to their resources to their levels of success in property investing. And I'm only talking about property investing here because, you know, there's other definitions of success. It's not really dependent in terms of what they make or on what they have, but it's about how long consistently they can keep being interested in property investing. Um, It's like the same for my gym. I might get motivated to get a, you know, more fit than I am and uh a couple of weeks later then i then 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 i've stopped uh funny story on that too is three weeks ago i bought this program in terms of stretching online you know being desperate about getting healthy you do silly things but this program said that in a month i could do my full splits i've never heard that before <laughs> it was like 17 yeah i know it was 17 plus an extra eight dollars for the added program but it promised me that i could do my splits in uh in a month i can tell you four weeks later i still can't do my splits so <laughs> and then part of the program yeah so why i kind of add this is part of the program is you have to do this thing every single night for the first three days i did after that no and now it's probably i'm lucky to do it once per week and that's similar to a lot of property investors unfortunate as it is when they hear this podcast or when they read a book or they you know, speak to a friend, they're super excited and they're just all about property investing and it might be about for a month or two. And then after that, probably just on the back burner, maybe they had a bad experience with an agent or maybe they spoke to a friend that dish property investing. And then after that, They don't really look into it. And maybe the next time they look into it was like a year and a half, but maybe then the market has gone and they're like, oh, freak, you know, I should have looked more into it. That's actually unfortunate as it is the most common experience that I have with property investors. I have worked with a few that is not like that. Every single day for a continual period of time for a number of years, they've looked at deals every day. They've spoken to agents They've messaged me and say, oh, you know, is there, you know, anything that we can do to help me get into the property portfolio? And those clients that have stuck at it every single day, explored all the opportunities, um, you know, worked on becoming a better investor every single day for a number of years. Those are the people that have had very, very good results. So, I mean, when you break it down like that, it doesn't seem like rocket science, but to do it every single day is not an easy thing.
1: Thank you to Michael Shah, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. If you love the show, perhaps you are now ready to invest your money in a low-risk, high-return deal. If you are, then SMS me your name and email address on 0499881040 to become a lender. There are amazing opportunities in the property market right now. And I'm looking for lenders who want to invest their money for as short as 6 months. What are you waiting for? Don't let your money just sit in the bank. To register your interest, text me your name and email address on 0499881040.